hear about that actress that got stabbed? This is definitely a, a setup for a joke of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I'll fall for it. Reese. Reese. Uh, with Reese. a spoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Episode five is canceled. <laughs> episode five. That's how you're going to start off the show? Uh, I liked it. <laughs> it's because there's no other Reese actresses. You know exactly what the setup's going to be. Well, you killed it from the start. You knew it was a joke. So. I knew it was a, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if you're going to look at this. Our intern making his appearance early in the show this time instead of at the end. Usually we don't see him until the end of the program. Kind of like the sitter, though. He's Be actually good. working today. S- sit down, be a good boy. Right? Actually working today? Yeah, good boy. Made sure I Episode 5 of the Garage Party Podcast. Right here on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, and Google Play. Episode yep. five. We're rolling along, Billy. Rolling yep. along. We're getting up there in, in episodes. I mean, uh, halfway to double digits. Yeah. Also, follow us on Instagram at Garage Party Podcast. Absolutely. TikTok. Be sure to email us, garagepartypodcast at gmail.com. We're still doing the Fat Fuck Adventure, so uh, we want you to, we want to hear about your favorite food spots, the ones we should hit, what we should get when we're there. Be sure to email us, garagepartypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check us out. We're actually uh, recording another one today. Today we'll be headed two. to All American Burger in Massapequa, a uh, very popular burger spot. A very popular spot, um, recommended to us by Paul, Paul Banano, who is a native of Massapequa. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I haven't had it in a long time. Good weeks, back to back two weeks. Bamoni last week, All American this week. It's been several years since I've had uh, some All American Burger. Yeah, I think the last time was probably with you back when we were. Uh, when Hicksville and Massapequa were kind of our haunts a couple our times hub a week, for yeah. Recording. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Exciting stuff. So that's uh, taking place today, episode two of the Fat Fuck Adventures. Yep. We'll be sure to uh, get that out to you as soon as possible. Today is actually a rarity for us. We're recording on release day. Yeah. Podcast drops tonight at midnight. That's like the first time that I can actually say that, and it's true. Uh, no, I think we did one day already. Have we? Yeah. Podcast drops tonight at midnight, although if you're listening to this, it's already dropped. So, yeah, that's kind of pointless. Yeah. But uh, first time that we're actually recording on release day, so that's pretty good. Um, beautiful day out today. Beautiful day in Bayside, Queens. I'll tell you where it's not been a beautiful week, and that's Florham Park, New Jersey. Oh, okay. I'm going to get this <laughs> out of the way early because I know that you hate this topic. I... Throughout the week when we're discussing what we're going to talk about on the Garage Party podcast. I just, I just don't care about football right we'll, now. God, we'll throw out some I'll, – I'll throw out some ideas. Billy will throw out some ideas about what we're going to talk about, what's going to be the rundown for this show. Well, I threw out an idea to him about two or three days ago, and he absolutely hated it. But it's something that's been bothering me since the last time we recorded the show. Because exactly a week ago today, when we released episode four, not three hours later, The news came out that Jamal Adams, the star safety for the New York Jets, demanded a trade. Does not want to be here anymore. Feels that the negotiations for a new contract are not going as he would would have hoped. And he wants out. Wants out. Well, I would too. You would want out. Yeah. It's a dumpster fire over there. So you're not buying into the hype that 
the money that they spent this offseason to improve the offensive line, the draft they just had. You're not buying into the hype that they could be taking steps in the right direction. No, I'm not. Well, apparently Jamal Adams isn't either. I don't have faith in Sam Darnold. I don't have faith in Adam Adam Gaze. Let me say this about Jamal Adams, okay? And I've been stewing on this for a week. Yeah, I know you have. This man never, never wanted to be a New York Jet. Let's just face facts. Let's just face facts. He's from Texas. He wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy. And, you know, maybe his rookie year, he thought, okay, New York, I could probably work with that. Let's see what happens. And what happened was he went out and he became a star. He's an all-pro safety, probably one of the top five to nine players in the NFL. I went through the list. I really think he's one of the top five to nine players in the uh, NFL. I don't think so either. He is. He is. He impacts the game on defense more than essentially any other player. Okay. I, 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 just, I, I just think he's that good. I don't good. think so at all. I just think he's that good. But all that being said, since drafting Jamal Adams, the Jets, 15-31. and 31. 15 and 31. He's really impacting the game, huh? That just goes to show you that the organization stinks, and it's stunk for a long time, ever since 1969. This this organization, and don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Jets fan. Billy's a huge Jets fan. This organization stinks. And let me be very clear to you when I say this. Stinks. There's no two ways around it. 1969, they won the Super Bowl. They got close in 2009-2010 with Rex Ryan and Sanchez and that those two teams. Other than that, this team is awful. Absolutely awful, and they've only gotten progressively worse. 15 and 31 since drafting Jamal Adams. He's 24 years old. 24 years old, and they can't even make a 24-year-old player who was drafted by them want to stay with them. Now, listen, both sides in this case are at fault. There's no way around it. I don't think Jamal Adams ever wanted to be it's a Jet. A he had no intention argument. of playing for them. How many people really get extended while still on their rookie contract? Uh, if you're good enough, you can get extended. But he's got. I believe two years on the contract remaining, one year, and then they could pick up an option. And then if they wanted to franchise tag him. So the Jets could realistically have three more years of control for Jamal Adams. Very few people get extended right off their rookie contract, though. But I'll say this about Jamal Adams. I don't think he ever wanted to play here. If you go back a couple years, he's only been here, I think, three years. He's been here three years, and two years ago, he started— It was the 2017 draft. He was the number six overall pick. Right, and— uh, two years ago, he started liking pictures on social media of him in a Cowboys jersey. Somebody would make a comment, oh, you'd be great on the Cowboys. or you, It didn't even necessarily have to be the Cowboys. He just started hinting at facts that he wanted out of New York. And that was two years ago. So don't give me this nonsense now that they're not talking to me. We're not – the negotiations aren't moving along. No. There shouldn't be negotiations. You shouldn't be you got getting two years extended. Left on the contract. Two years left on the contract. And if, if this year even happens, if this year even happens, which which I don't know how that Jets works, hands even more because now they're going to extend a player. We don't even know if we're going to have a season. We don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands. We don't know anything. And Jamal Adams is demanding more money. Now I get the whole thing. He's homegrown. They drafted him. You got to lock up your your good players. It sets a bad precedent if some of your top players can't even get traded. I understand all that. But there's three years of of retainability left for Jamal Adams on the Jets. And he wants out, and he's talking like he's got two weeks left on the contract. I, they got to just cut ties with this guy, get him out of here. I, it's, it's very difficult because you have to, if you're going to make the decision, if Joe Douglas, the new general manager, and this is by far going to be one of his biggest decisions as a general manager for the Jets, depending on how long he lasts. The last couple of general managers haven't lasted very long. But it, this is going to be one of his biggest decisions because this is the, the piece this is when you think about the Jets, when you think about their franchise players, 
this is the piece. It's Jamal Adams and Sam Donald. And quite frankly, Jamal Adams has outplayed Sam Donald by far. It's not even close. Jamal Adams has been the better player ever since he got here. Sam Donald's been good, spotty here and there. Jamal Adams all the way through has been an absolute stud. So this is the chip for Joe Douglas. If you're Joe Douglas, you got to make sure you don't botch this. I think he could have been better. Who could have been better? Jamal Adams. He could have been better? Especially in big moments. I don't think he's that good of a safety. I think he's very overrated. Oh, I think he's excellent. He's extremely overrated. I think he's excellent. I think he's an excellent player. He He's not only a safety, but he can come in. He can rush the passer. He's a, He's great at tackling. I, don't know. I think, I think he's, he's due I think he's for excellent. $9 million this year in, with incentives and whatnot, which mm-hmm. I think is perfect for where where he should be. Well, he clearly feels differently. But I in just fact, think that actually, right now the Jets and Jamal Eddie Jackson Adams, f- from uh, the Bears is the highest paid, who's a fourth round the same draft as Jamal. He definitely shouldn't be getting the money he's getting because Jamal Adams' numbers are exactly the same. So that could be some of the chip that Jamal Adams has on his shoulder from this. My guess is that Jamal wants to become the highest paid safety in the league. That would be my guess. But uh, So we're going to give this guy $15 million? I think he wants more. I think he, I no really believe he wants that. more. I mean, but right now it just seems to me that the Jets and Jamal Adams are a square peg in a round hole. They just don't fit. He doesn't want to be there. They have gotten nothing but headaches from him since the day he got here. He demands a trade or requested a trade, and then he has the gall to put out a list of teams that he wants to be traded to. The Jets don't owe him anything. They can trade him to Cleveland. It was a big list. It was eight teams. Yeah. Eight teams. There's 32 in the league. That's like a third of the league. That's not a big list. Come on. A big list is half the league. That's a pretty big list. No, that's not a big Yeah, and they were all perennial Super Bowl contenders. Seahawks, Eagles, Cowboys. You don't see the Browns on that list. <laughs> Who you don't wants see to Jacksonville on that list. Who wants to play in Cleveland? If I was the Jets, I would do this guy no favors. If there's a team, listen, if Dallas wants to step up and offer you a top-tier offensive player who's young and a first-round pick or a multitude of picks, then by all means, you trade him to Dallas. Give him what he wants. But under no circumstance should the Jets be working off that list alone. You don't – Getting traded to Dallas owe him nothing. doesn't mean nothing. you're going to get extended either, though. He wants out. They can find the the team that's going to give him the best deal. The team that's going to give them the best package, that's who he gets traded to. Don't base it off those eight teams. Don't give him what he wants. The team that's going to offer the most for him, that's where he'll go. And then he can be their headache and be their problem. Getting like, See, it's confusing because getting traded doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get extended either. No, of course not. Especially if, you're, you're on a rookie contract. You have to play it out. Right. But if you're the Dallas Cowboys, if you're going to give up – you know, a, a really good player and a couple really high draft picks, most likely if you're investing that kind of capital in a player, Which you're going to extend them. You're going to extend them. They absolutely will. If I'm the Jets, I'm not trading him unless I get what I want. There's no reason to. You got him for three more years. What's he going to do? But what is he really worthy of? <laughs> Money-wise or trade-wise? Anything. Trade-wise, I the reports, we don't know if they're true, early on where the Jets were asking for two first-round picks. Yeah, they're not going to get that. I, I don't know for about Jamal Adams anymore because I don't, I don't think he's even worth one first round pick. On. Yeah, he's definitely. I don't think he's worth two second I, round. Picks. I can't believe you're undervaluing him so much. He is by far the best player on that team. On the Jets, yeah, by far, and it's not even close. That doesn't mean he's that good. 
He's worthy of two first-round picks. I don't think there's anyone in the league worthy of two first-round picks. Safety, stud on defense, can be the anchor of your defense going forward. I don't know. This guy is. Maybe. This guy has the brains of Jim Leonard, the talent of Ed Reed. Oh, you yes. got to slow your roll. Yes, he does. He's you 24 years old. He's n- maybe not the ball skills of Ed Reed because Ed Reed had so many interceptions, but Jamal Adams is a thumper. I mean, he can rush the passer. You got to slow your roll with this. Everything. He's an excellent player. I, I'm sticking by that. I think he's one of the best players in the NFL. But uh. with two years left on your contract and a potential third year if they want to franchise tag you, and you're out here demanding trades. I trade, think you're just overvaluing him because – he might be one of the best safeties the Jets have had. No, that's not true. He's one of the best safeties in the league. One of the best safeties in the league. If he was on a good team, you'd see how good he is. Okay, they had the the Jets had one of the, that. That's stupid. The Jets had one of the best defenses in the league last year. Because he was on a good team, he'd obviously play good. No, but the Jet. Think about how bad the Jets were last year. Think about how bad they. Oh, I been. think about it all the time. Think about how bad they've been. They had one of the best defenses in the league last year. Name me, and C.J. Mosley got hurt after week one and never played again. Name me a player on that defense who was good for them. Now, granted, Greg Williams gets the majority of the credit for this because he's the defensive coordinator and he did an excellent job. But name me one stud on that defense, and they had one of the best defenses in the league. Jamal Adams has like one career interception. He's a run stopper, I'll give you that. But he's he's not a top-tier uh, not, safety. Yeah, I'm not basing his talent on interceptions. I'm not doing that because that's just ridiculous. His run-stopping numbers are good. Game. His run-stopping numbers are great. I, he impacts the game in so many different ways, so many different ways. And there's very few safeties out there who can do that. And to be 24 years old and have the mentality that he has, which when he's on the field is we're going to win this game and we're going to dominate. That's what you look for. I don't he see that loves, from him either. He loves football. I don't know. I, we're just disagreeing on Jamal Adams altogether here. I think he's an excellent player, one of the best players in the league. I think he's a prima donna, and he's nope. not that great. No question player. there. We can uh, we definitely agree that he's a prima donna. But you I think, tell you what, you he's think worth he's a hell of a lot. Dying to win, or you think he's trying to get money off the, off the field? I think he's trying. I mean, you. I don't see him as a trying to get like paid. A, he's trying to get paid by the Jets. You comparing him to Ed Reed, which is crazy. I don't think he wants that. Well, Ed Reed had a career. You got to think about Jamal Adams fifteen years from now. He's only twenty four years old. Think about him when he's yeah. thirty five or thirty eight. Think of if he maintains. I don't think he holds a flame if to he Ed maintains Reed this pace of play, and that's a big if. There's injuries. There's all sorts of things that come up. But if he maintains this pace of play for the next ten years, you telling me he's not going to be considered one of the best safeties in the league? He's not going to be a Hall of Famer. He absolutely would be. Absolutely would be. And to get that kind of a player in his prime at 24 years old, it's it's rare that that's able to happen. Very rare. I, I can move on from this because I'm really over Jamal Adams. I'm really over the Jets. I, don't think I really hope the Jets are over Jamal Adams because I'm sick and tired of hearing about this nonsense. Then some guy's yelling at him, we want you on the Cowboys, and he yells back, I'm trying. Yeah, we all know you're trying. We all know that. Any person wasn't it a player from the Cowboys? That no, said that? it was just like some guy. I think in like a like a parking lot. I don't even know where it looked like a parking lot. Like he was driving through the parking lot, and some guy noticed him and yelled at him, "Oh, we want you on the Cowboys!" And he yells back, "I'm trying." And he is. He absolutely is trying. He would love to be a member of the Dallas Cowboys. Clearly, doesn't want to be with the Jets anymore, and that's fine. You don't want to be with the Jets. That's fine. But you got to. This is just the wrong way to go about it. 
the wrong way to go about it. He's a prima donna, and I think the Jets need to just cut their losses and get rid of this guy. Because we agree there. as good as he is, he's not worth this headache. He's just not. And if you can get assets for him, picks, young talent, you do it. But I'm certainly not basing it off those eight teams that he gave me. I'm going with the team that gives me the best option. The best absolute package is the team that he is going to get traded to. Not those eight teams. If one of those eight teams brings that best package, then so be it. Then you trade him there. But the Jets owe him nothing, and they should do him absolutely no favors. Because outside, off the field, Jamal Adams has done everything to sabotage his career as a Jet. Everything. From social media, to public statements, to parking lot fans. He has done everything to sabotage his career as a Jet. Everything. That's it. I'm done with Jamal you Adams. You got that off your chest? I, I got it off my chest. Seriously. More than a quarter of our podcast wasted on Jamal Adams, that we, fucking schmuck. We recorded last week, and three hours later, this happened. So I've been stewing on this for the last week. Uh, I needed to get it off my chest. Sorry for needed, that, everybody. Needed it. Needed to. It was terrible. Just absolutely terrible. Wasted a quarter of our podcast. I mean, the good news about the podcast, though, is that we don't really have to. We're not restricted to any time. So there is no quarter of the podcast. I mean, we theoretically, if we wanted to, we can go for six hours, in which case we've only wasted 10 minutes. 17 minutes. That's not bad. I said I was going to give you three on it, and uh, it didn't really work. Didn't I needed really work. I needed, I needed to get that off my chest. I, I, I appreciate you letting me do that. Hated it. What's I hated next? It. What else you got for us? Want to get back to Dolphin Dick? What do you want to do? We could do that. Oh, God. I'm trying to get a guest on the show. I learned I something else this? about dolphins. <laughs> They're one that? of the only animals that murder for fun. For fun? Yeah. That's not great. If that's the case, I don't think we should be swimming with them. Probably not. Bottlenose dolphins. They murder each other for fun, for play. For sport. Could be for sport. Maybe they have like a... But it's, it's almost just like pettiness. Hmm. They just, uh, they murder other dolphins. Maybe they have a, uh, like a competition going, you know? Like which dolphin can kill the most? Like are they brute, killing they, other dolphins? Yeah, or are they, they, killing... they murder other bottlenose dolphins. What a species. They'll have, like, they, like, ram themselves into them. They'll have broken ribs and that's wild. all types of damage. I'd say I'm trying to get a guest. Yeah, you did. Uh, for a little update for you guys. We played around last week, or this past, I forget when it was, a couple days ago. We played around, and we found a way that we can now conduct phone interviews. So I'm going to try and find guests for the program that, you know, are relevant to what we're what we're talking about. So I think we're going to try to get some food bloggers on the show. I'm trying to get a marine biologist on to talk oh about boy. the dolphin uh, appendage <laughs> because who better than a marine biologist? Or maybe just somebody that works at a zoo, somebody that could just give us a little insight. Wouldn't you like to know more about the dolphin? No. Oh. <laughs> Terrible. Are you really going to find a marine biologist? Maybe not an actual marine biologist, but... One to pretend. <laughs> the ticket taker at the Coney Island Aquarium? Yeah. <laughs> would that do it for you? That'd be more fun, honestly. We could do that. I'm sure we could find somebody. Who you got baseball coming back. Uh, Hopefully. You, you just got me off Jamal Adams. Now you're going to set me into a whole nother rant. A whole What's the rant, rant about this? Just cancel the whole season. Come on. This is so ridiculous. What, because you got players that don't want to play? So ridiculous. There's players that don't want to play. They're... the. Spring training stadiums and facilities are just absolutely ravaged with coronavirus. There's guys testing positive left and right at these facilities. The Mets are actually moving their training facility back to City Field. I mean, if that's the case, you got to say cancel baseball forever. Well, not forever. This season. It's they got to get it out somehow. 
Listen, I, I appreciate the fact that it's coming back, but the circumstances under which it's coming back, if it does come back, because that's a big if with everything that's still going on. I mean, there's still guys tested positive for coronavirus, so there's a good chance that this doesn't even happen. But the circumstances under which it's coming back, between the back and forth, between the players and the owners, just it's over. 60-game season, no fans. It's not – guys don't want to play. There's a grievance against the owners now from the Players Association that's going to bleed in the next season. We don't even know if there's going to be a season next year because all these issues from now are just going to be pushed back to next year. Rob Manfred almost had to use like a like a clause where he just said, you know what, we're playing, this is it, you're going to get this much, and that's that's the way it's going to be. And the players agreed, but it's just the circumstances under which it's coming back – not great. Now I appreciate it's still a pandemic, back, and I'm going to watch. Obviously, the circumstances aren't aren't great. No, it's not just the pandemic. It's the circumstances between the two players and the owners. It's not great. They hate each other. They can't come. They if That's one of them the said case. that the sky was blue, they would argue. It's always been the case. Well, I I That's love why. The fact That's that why there's back. a union. That's the, why there's I a know. players union. I know, and I can't wait to watch because you know you get sick of watching the same stuff every day. So I'll definitely sit down and watch Mets Diamondbacks or Mets Pirates or something. Just anything will be great. But 60-game season, it's going to be weird. It's definitely going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's nothing there's, we've ever seen before. There's still a lot of what-ifs what with it. Too. Definitely a lot of ifs. And I just don't know at this point where we sit end of June, almost July, starting next week. The season's not going to start until the end of July. Is it worth it? I don't know. I think We'll so. see. I don't know. For me, it's I, worth I, it. I really don't know. We'll see. 60-game season. More than half the season gone. Um, yeah, it's going to be different. I don't know. I can't really speak to it until I see what the product is going to be like. We don't know what these guys have been doing. We don't know if there's going to be a spring training. We don't even know if there's going to be games. If these guys start testing positive left and right for coronavirus, most likely the whole thing's going to be called off. And that's the truth for every sport that's trying They're to come back. They're going to get some t- positive tests, obviously. Yeah, but the question is, how are they going to treat it? Are they going to treat it like a sprained ankle where you're on the uh, DL? Or they have they protocols in place to just quarantine them. Yeah. I apparently, they're not even going to be sitting in the dugout. <laughs> where are they going? The stands of the game. The players? Down. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. At, but when They'll be you, sitting when, in the stands around the dugout. Don't you reach a certain point where you say, you know what? This is just this is ridiculous. Let's just scratch it. Try again next year. I mean, There's come on. We don't know what There's the a lot deal ro- is. that rides on these seasons. What? People got to get paid. Both sides couldn't come to an agreement. If they really wanted to get paid, they would have came to an agreement. Well, Manfred had his own agreement. He's the one with and the overhead, it. too. And he used it. But, I mean, yeah, there's money that rides on the season and television deals and sponsorships and promotional things like that, but... I don't know. It just seems to me like they were just so back and forth at each other's neck. We had the, Rob Manfred announced a couple weeks ago that they were close to a deal. The players rejected that. Then they had a meeting and they agreed on certain terms. But Rob Manfred said we're going to play. It's it's just it's a whole thing. And I and I'm happy it's coming back because it's going to give me something to watch. But I don't know. You're telling me that nobody in the dugout, nobody in the stands. Universal DH now, which is different things that they've wanted to implement for years. I'm fine with that. That doesn't bother me. But there's just uh, there's a lot going on there. It almost seems like they should have just wiped this season out, used this time to come to an agreement with a new CBA in place for next season, 
and we go from there. That That's just my opinion, but all that being said, I'm glad it's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> You're all over the place. It's something to watch. You're all over the place. I'm not all over the place. You scratch it, and you move on. But you want to watch it. Of and course I want to watch it. it. And you want them to play. I would have been fine. They have a, The season should have started in April. It's almost July. It is what it is. There's nothing you can do. All the sports are gone. Yeah. They're all gone. They, they all got to come back, back eventually. The UFC. They all got to work their way back eventually with pro- new protocols. I would also, I'm putting the odds right now that it comes back as planned. 30%. All it takes is one Coming group back of guys as planned, meaning like the end of this month, end of July. Yeah. But then what's going to happen? You're going to have guys that test positive. You're going to call up minor leaguers. You're going to have, I mean, coronavirus is not something where you're, one guy gets it, that's it. If one guy gets it, most likely the whole team's getting it. Then what are we going to have? Let's say, for example, the the Angels. Fifteen of them get coronavirus. What are they doing? They're having the minor league, the triple-A team come up and play in these games? That's what's got to happen. That's what's got to happen. Come on. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then what? This season goes You can the argue the same thing if it happens next April. There might be a second outbreak next April, whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. But right now, it's... I mean, there's, it's gotten better over the last couple months. So I believe that if we waited until next year, it would be in a better situation than it's in now. This virus is just going to poof and disappear? No, it's not going to disappear. It's always going to be here. The virus isn't going anywhere. But it can be controlled by next year. Maybe there's a vaccine next year. You see, right now, there's still a lot of unknowns. We have no idea if this is actually going to go through. Yeah, no but idea. it might. And then we'll be... The ones who look silly. We would, Doubting be, it. We would look silly. But I'll, I tell you what, I'll be the first one there on the couch watching yeah. when Jacob DeGrom takes will. the hill. I'll be the first <laughs> one wearing my Met hat, cheering. Speaking of the Mets, plus 2,200 yeah. to win the World Series in the shortened 60-game season. Not enough. You don't think so? Raise it. Plus 2,200, that's a long shot. Especially the Yankees are plus 350. Yeah, well, the Yankees are better. I mean, the Mets plus 2,200? You think that's too high? I think it's fair. You think it should be higher, though? Yeah. I don't think that good. And they lost Noah Syndergaard. They're banking on Michael Waka and Rick Porcello at the back of the rotation. And Marcus Stroman. We got Patantis in the bullpen, too. That was another key addition. I think, and the good thing now with the Universal DH, uh, if Cespedes is healthy, there's your DH. Yeah, if he wants to play, that guy is another story. I don't know about him. I no put idea. that at a plus 5,000 that he plays more than I the, think he's got a lot of clauses in his contract where if he plays, he gets more money. But I don't know how those work anymore now that the season's 60 games. So I, a lot of those <laughs> things I have no idea. But if he's healthy, that's your DH. Then the lineup is He's definitely not going to be in the outfield. No. Well, first of all, the outfield has way too many guys in it already. Yeah. You got Nimmo, J.D. Davis can probably play out there, Conforto. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's, they got to find a way to get J.D. Davis into the lineup, Jeff McNeil into the lineup, Cano into the lineup, Rosario. It's just, if they can get Cespedes I think you'll see in the Robbie, lineup now. I think you'll see Robbie a lot in the in the D.H. spot. You probably will. You could see Robbie at D.H. if they want to put Cespedes out in the outfield maybe once a week. Then you can have J.D. Davis play third, put McNeil at second. Yeah. Yeah. It's a possibility. Talk about the Yankees. The Yankees are uh, – I don't know what's going on there. And Judge, 
if anything, you would think this time off helped those guys, the guys that were hurt. Giancarlo Stanton was a little banged up. You know, you got to imagine that it helped those guys. Probably helped their pitching lineup a little bit, the time off. The team I think about the most now is the Dodgers. Gave yeah. up all their top prospects for Mookie Betts, one year of Mookie Betts, and they get him for a 60 games. former MVP and a former Cy Young winner in David Price, too. Yeah, I mean, David Price isn't uh, nearly what he used to be, but gave up a lot just to get Mookie for that one year. It warrants something. And now that one year is going to be 60 games. And there's a chance, uh, who knows, maybe the Dodgers re-signed Mookie Betts. They've basically written blank checks both, for the last couple years. Both of them years. are one-year deals? Uh, I believe so. I believe so. Uh, the Dodgers, you know, they could sign Mookie, keep him. But who knows? If he gets a better offer, maybe by the Mets, um, <laughs> maybe he walks. Hoping that the Mets have new owners by then. A lot of reports coming out that the Wilpons are motivated to sell the team by the end of this by year. By the end of the year, yeah. Yeah. Because the, if they do that, then they don't have to pay for next year's things. Very interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting turn of events, considering just a couple months ago, they wouldn't sell to Steve Cohen because he wouldn't give them control for the next five years. There was that whole group with, like, A-Rod a and J-Lo. J-Lo and, the, and uh, the, the CEO of Body Armor. Yeah. Potentially Portnoy maybe getting involved. You see that? You think he would do it? He's a Red Sox guy, though. I think he would do anything. Tons of money. Not, not. Maybe he jumps in with somebody else. He'd be like a minority owner. Yeah, but why not? Yeah, I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> would you? No, probably not. I wouldn't hate it. Huge notoriety, right? It, right off the bat. You think about because the also owner a big Boston in guy. baseball, I don't think the owner has as much play as it does in other sports. Uh, if you have an owner like A Rod or Dave Portnoy, it would. Well, I mean, like managerial, from a managerial stance. Well, usually the way that it basically usually works in baseball is they hire a general manager and he's in charge of the baseball yeah. operations. The owner just cuts the checks. But if you're going to have a guy like A Rod, there's definitely going to be some some buzz, some buzz around the ownership. You know, yeah. I mean, it's you're not going to or J Lo with it. Yeah, J Lo sitting in the in the owner's box at City Field every day. You tell me there's not going to be a little uh, little buzz around City Field. I mean, they pan to the Will Ponds. Think about how much they're going to be panning to A Rod, but I, I'd rather I like A Rod as an analyst, so I'd rather him keep doing that. Yeah, he's a pretty good analyst. Uh, the guy's always wanted to own a team, though, and I he grew up a Mets fan, so take that for what it is. Yeah, maybe this is his opportunity. The Wilpons seem motivated to sell, especially if no one else wants money. to buy him, and they just go into a fire sale. The Wilpons just got if they really want to sell the team by the end of the year, they just got to take the best offer. That's it. And I wouldn't rule out Steve Cohen yet either. You know, I mean, a lot's changed since his last bid. Lots changed. The whole COVID pandemic. I mean, the Mets are just hemorrhaging money right now. Hemorrhaging money. As is the whole league, but the Wilpon. Well, the Wilpon specifically are hemorrhaging money. They never really fully financially recovered from the Bernie Madoff situation. It's a surprising that anyone really wants to sell the team, get or buy the team rather, because we don't know when the next time mm-hmm. they'll be in attendance. No idea. No idea. But I'll tell you this much. If Steve Cohen wants to swoop in and buy this team, I'd be in for that too. I'm basically in for any owner that is not Fred and Jeff Wilpon and Saul Katz. I'm in for any owner who's not that because they have not really shown a motivation. They have not shown a motivation to spend money on big price free agents. And in New York City, that's what you need. I don't think I'm in for a really in for a Rod. Why not? I don't buy it. 
you don't buy that he would be a good owner, or you don't buy it, that he wants you know, to be. Like you owner. said, it's that whole media circus to it, which yeah. I don't know if that's what the Mets need right now. <laughs> Maybe that is exactly what they need. Couldn't you make that argument? But the distraction. The, the Yankees they have need a owned distraction. this town for years, and rightfully so. Champions multiple times. Not for a while though. Not for 2009. How many of those were? In the come on twenties two thousand nine you wouldn't take a two thousand nine championship I definitely would come on the Yankees deservedly so have owned this town baseball wise for the last and I don't think that making a rod our owner is going to change that at with all with with a few exceptions nineteen eighty six twenty fifteen the Mets even were then there. they but even then the Yankees owned the town alive. but if you bring in a big time owner like a rod all of a sudden the buzz shifts over to Queens all will it be sudden, good buzz though I don't think so. I, is it, but when you're the Mets, isn't any buzz good buzz? No, no. You don't think players, free agents, want to play for A-Rod? No, I don't think they do. Interesting. I would I would disagree. I think he gets along with a lot of players. I think he's respected by I think a lot they'd of rather play for some no-name white guy with a lot of money. Disagree. Not in today's day and age. Kidding me? Come on. Good luck finding one player to say that. That's like saying... All the players want to play for Michael Jordan in the NBA. Yeah, how's that worked out? Exactly, it hasn't. But Charlotte and New York are two very different things. It's also a salary cap league. Where so in you're this saying you if Jordan owned the Knicks, everyone would want to come here? I think that he would have a easier time attracting people. Absolutely. Charlotte, New York. Come on. Michael Jordan. <laughs> A-Rod. A-Rod in New York is bigger than Michael Jordan in Charlotte. You're talking in Charlotte or yeah. in general? No, like in general, in Charlotte. It's still Michael Jordan, so I think Michael Jordan's still You can bigger. respect Michael Jordan as a player and still not want to live in Charlotte. Charlotte's beautiful. <laughs> I'm not bashing Charlotte. <laughs> I don't want to come off as for the people in Charlotte who are listening. I... I've never been there. Could be a beautiful part of part of the country. <laughs> never been there. But let me tell you something. If Michael Jordan owned the Knicks, I think things would be a lot different. A lot different. How different? <laughs> you think we would have got LeBron James in that offseason? I think they would have had a better chance. Yeah, you're pretty optimistic when it comes to your Knicks, though. I am optimistic with the Knicks. You thought for Leon sure Rose, we baby. were going to get KD. West. You thought we were getting LeBron. You thought we were getting KD, Kyrie. They always wrote me in. They always wrote me in. Anytime there's like a if if some no name beat writer sends out a tweet that Durant may have thought in his mind about the Knicks, <laughs> I have him coming to the Knicks. You read into Every like time. oh KD's buying real estate in in uh, yeah, the Montauk. north the North Shore of Long Island. <laughs> it's like Montauk. And then he signs with the Brooklyn Nets. That's right. He did come to New York though. Yeah. He did come he to, did. to New York. Was it the Knicks, though? Nope. Maybe Michael Jordan ropes in. Maybe he doesn't. They would have a better shot. I'll say that. Okay. Michael Jordan is very, very appealing to free agents, I believe. Not in Charlotte, though. <laughs> Not in Charlotte. You have to weigh the good with the bad. So yeah, what if he I was in, like, Michael Miami? Jordan. Oh, absolutely. But, that, nah, because Miami has a great owner. Which he would never do because the Bulls heat rivalry. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know if that really plays a factor, but... In Michael Jordan's mind, you don't think? 
Nah, his playing career is over. He's pretty petty, though. He kicked though. the Heat's ass for years. He's, he's very petty. He doesn't need to do it anymore. He can own him. <laughs> doesn't need to. The Miami Heat do plenty fine on their own. Yeah. They have a great owner, great general manager. I don't know. Now we're all. I, now you got me thinking about the Knicks. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mets, Knicks, and Jets. What a, what a podcast today. Yeah. Episode five. I don't know if I like it. Yeah. I think I liked the uh, last week the when we talked about of, uh, uh, dolphin dicks and the Secret Service and. Uh, What's your favorite color? My favorite color is red. Interesting. I would have thought green. You put your green light over there for you. Oh no. <laughs> just uh, just I think it just looks nice. The the green and the blue work together well. You know they say geniuses pick green. Yeah. Is that your favorite color? But you didn't pick it. <laughs> is that your favorite color? <laughs> no. Oh. My favorite color is blue, and that's from Meet the Parents. <laughs> well, you got blue on your side this week. I do. You changed up the lights. I like it. Looks nice. YouTube viewers are getting a good uh a good light show. Yeah. Change it uh if you have a request, I have the whole request with lights? Yeah. If you have a request what color? Alright. Vote on it. Or vote on it. I'm gonna make it different colors next week. If you could correctly pick the lights. You can come on our fat fucking adventure and we'll pay for your lunch. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good bet, right? Can I take a guess? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. All you got to do is guess the color. But you have to write it on a piece of paper and unveil it to me because otherwise I just won't pick whatever colors you tell me. What if we have a listener in, like, Boise, Idaho who picks the color correctly? How are they coming on the fat fucking match? Are you flying them here? So like at uh, that rate, we might as well have just flew Johnny Chan here. No, it'd definitely be cheaper. Mm, probably right. Flight from Idaho. Put him on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Good luck to that guy. The Spirit Airlines flight from there might be cheaper than the the lunch. Yeah, you just got to push it off the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> no check bags. No Putting check you bag. right back out as soon as we. <laughs> you're not staying here. No hotel. <laughs> He comes on, has lunch, he's on the next flight. <laughs> this out. cheeseburger stinks. Yep. Right back to Boise you go. <laughs> not, never listen to this garage party podcast ever again. They're not even in a garage. Fucking No, they're not. Liars. No, they're not. What's going on with that, by the way? That's an off-the-air thing. Hmm. Can't be good. If he doesn't want to talk about it on the air, it can't be good. I feel like I've hijacked the first. What, what are we up to? 40 minutes. 40 minutes of this podcast. You know what? I've hijacked this. You, you, I set myself off with the Jamal Adams thing. You brought up baseball and then the Mets and the Knicks. How the hell are we getting to the Knicks? Ugh. Michael Jordan, you know what? of course. I've, I've hijacked this. The rest of the podcast, topics that you want. How about that? Whatever you want to talk about, I'm game. You want Dolphins? I'll give you Dolphins. I don't want to talk about Dolphins. What do you want? Tell me what you want. You got UFC tomorrow. Poirier Hooker. Yeah. Big one. That's a big fight. This is a big fight. <laughs> Not big in terms of who's going to get a championship next, because I think that's pretty solidified with Khabib and uh, Khabib up there. Yeah, Khabib and Gagey is the lock for the next fight. But yep. then you have, like, you know, Poirier is obviously worthy of it, but he's already fought Khabib. So I think if Gagey wins and Poirier wins, that may be the next shot. Mm-hmm. And then you got if Connor actually stays retired. Um, Dan Hooker, if he wins, obviously is next to fight either the winner of Khabib and uh, Poirier or... You think the winner of this... You got 
You got Tony Ferguson again, who oh, just beat Gagey. And I think the winner of this fight leapfrogs Tony Ferguson tomorrow. Um, I think it depends. It also depends the outcome of Khabib Gagey. Okay, it's fair. Because Khabib, Khabib Ferguson has been booked five times, has never gone through. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be hip to booking that again if Khabib wins. But if it's Gagey Ferguson, they might do a second round of that. Okay. If uh, Gagey wins, Poirier might get another shot. Now, why has the Khabib Ferguson never happened five times? Why is that? Uh, I think they both pulled out equal. Well, this time it was because of COVID. The most recent time it was because of COVID. Um, Khabib got injured twice, and I think Ferguson got injured <laughs> either once or twice also. Okay. Interesting. So, so how many times do you really want to promote screwed? that? Uh, well, one of the times that Khabib pulled out, Ferguson fought for the interim belt, won the interim belt, and then had to vacate it for... Mm, may have been an injury. It may have been... I don't think it was a suspension. Probably an injury. Or just inactivity. And then that's when uh, Eddie Alvarez fought McGregor for the belt, the interim belt. Okay. Interesting. All right, so there's a lot riding on on tomorrow. In that lightweight division, it's it's going to be like a round robin. It's a it's a stacked division. Yeah, and it, that's even if Connor stays retired, it's still well, stacked. Even, even yeah, even without him. Yeah. Which I don't think he will. Um, I think a lot of this is him wanting to fight, but the UFC not wanting to book him without crowds and without a crowd. Because mm-hmm. you want you want to see Connor without a crowd. Still got Cowboy in that division too. Yeah, he's not really a contender. I don't think. Yeah, he's lost twice in a row now. Once to Connor and then to Pettis. Yeah. Pettis but. is another one that's in there. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And then we have UFC off next week, and then they're on their way to Abu Dhabi. That's going to be exciting. Three championship yeah. fights off at UFC 254. the 4th of July next Saturday. Yeah. And then on to Fight Island. That's correct. And then I think they're fighting the Wednesday after. Yeah. They're having like four events there in a couple of days. Yeah. So that'll be good. We'll have a whole Abu Dhabi preview uh, podcast for sure. Um, uh, interesting note that I read yesterday, uh, Kamaru Usman changing trainers for yeah. his fight against Gilbert Burns. For Gilbert Burns. He's, Which uh, usually the, the champion changing, that's... I thought that was interesting, too. You would think it would be the challenger. That, that's like a... It's very, like, nice and classy of Kamaru. Someone who's, like, already established letting the newer guy, you know, stay stick with, with his, his... guy. Yeah, stick with his team. But I heard he's going to train with... Uh, comes back to Justin Gaethje's trainer. Out in Colorado. Yeah. So, that's interesting. A little uh, something to chew on. Changing trainers two weeks before the fight. Is that a rarity or is that, like, something that happens in UFC? Well, it's only two weeks because uh, because of how quickly that got booked. Because of, you know, the whole rarity. Well, it got announced, I would say, like, two weeks ago. Maybe, like, two, three weeks ago. And he just, I think, changed trainers. Yeah, so really, like, a right into camp as soon as he booked. So, that is, yeah, I would say it's rare, but mm-hmm. um, the whole way it happened is definitely rare, too. Ne- like, they never get booked that quickly. 
you know, yeah. announced that shortly. Because mm. I think there was so many what-ifs around the whole Fight Island thing. Yeah. Which I'm curious to see what that's going to be like. It's going to be a whole octagon in the middle of the sand. They still haven't released any pictures of it yet, have they? No. Interesting. I wonder if you could, like, Google Earth it. <laughs> that's actually not a bad... You think they've released pictures on there yet? I don't know. Is that, like, live? I don't think so. It's got to be pretty close to live, no? So if I go stand outside right now and you Google Earth your address, you're going to see know. I don't think it's in real time, and I don't think you see people either. I haven't, I haven't looked on Google Earth in a really long time, but I don't remember ever seeing people anywhere. Mm. You know where I see you see people on that street view? Yeah, sometimes. The Google Street View. Mm-hmm. Which, that I've seen, like, the actual cars go around. But Google Earth is satellite images. Like, close to live, you think? I feel like it has to be within a couple months, right? But then, yeah, Fight Island possible. wouldn't be on there. It's possible. Also, how many satellites <laughs> are hovering above Abu Dhabi? Probably a lot. You, I would think so, too. Eh, worth a shot. We'll give it a shot after the show. See if we see a little octagon. If we see anything, we'll uh, we'll post it on our Instagram. <laughs> see if we see a little octagon. <laughs> we found a hack. Yeah. First images of the UFC octagon in Abu Dhabi, courtesy Garage Party Podcast. How about that? And then the FBI is knocking on our door. The FBI knocks on our door, and we're never allowed to watch UFC again. Which I'd be very upset about. More upset than not having to watch the Jets. You'd be more upset to not be able to watch UFC than not being able to watch the Jets? Yeah. Because I could watch other football teams. I mean, thankfully, we never have to decide, but I think I would I would be pretty upset not being able to watch the Jets. Because I know the second that I'm not able to watch them would be the year that they would do good. Yeah, that's your, your optimism kicking in again. This happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's like the Knicks. <laughs> you, you still have them at 10-6 and six or 11-5 and five or whatever <laughs> it is? I don't know. I got to relook at the schedule. I think the first time I looked at the schedule, I was like, eh, things break their way. You know, Makai Becton's an all-pro his rookie year. Maybe they go 11-5, and five, you know. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll relook at the schedule. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll and let that, you know. Yeah, you're going to come back. No worse than 9-7, and seven, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> no worse than 9-7. and seven. Nah. They'll definitely be like 6-10, and 5-11. At which point Adam Gase probably gets the Evo. Which would then bring in Sam Darnold's third head coach in four years. Yeah. Exactly what you look for for the development of a young quarterback. It's rough. Yeah. Good stuff. Like I said, the organization's trash. Organization's trash. There's no way around it. Why are we back on the Jets? You brought them up. I'm sorry I did this. You brought them up. Looking at me. Why are we back on the Jets? This is your fault. We can go back to the UFC. What else you got? What do you got on your pad? I got my uh, fight of the night pick for tomorrow. Ooh. Sean Ferguson? No, I'm going uh, Brendan Allen and Kyle Dawkins. Okay. Tell us uh, why. Both won on the Dana White Contender Series, the Tuesday Night Contender Series, uh, da, 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 a year or two ago. Okay. Um, Brendan Allen got the contract. Dawkins, however, did not. And uh, I think Dawkins is going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of that. Is uh, Dawkins your pick? I'm doing – this is fight of the night. Okay, but who do you who's I'm gonna, your pick I'm to gonna, win? I'm going to pick Brendan Allen to ke- take the win. Okay. Because uh, he's been impressive since that Dana White Contender Series. He's 
he's finished two guys since then. I think his overall pro record is like 13 and three, something like that. Okay. And at the middleweight division, it really needs some some star power, and I think he could be one of them. You're not buying Yoel Romero. Not how he looked against Adesanya. If that's how he's going to fight against Adesanya, you know, yeah. you got you got Izzy, you got uh, Paulo Acosta, mm-hmm. um, which that fight has not been booked yet. I thought that would have been one of the first ones booked on Fight Island. Robert Whitaker. Whitaker, but uh, Izzy's already beat him. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I was very excited the other day when I saw that my girl Maria Agapova fighting. I don't know what your fat- August twenty second is an unranked. Flyweight. First of all, she's unranked because she just made her UFC debut and she dominated. Okay, she's not going to be ranked after one fight in the UFC. But when she takes on Shayna Dobson on August twenty second and beats her, then you're going to start to see Another the buzz starting fighter. to build. Yeah, she's lost her last three fights, but you know what? Maria is just slowly working her way up the ranks. Slowly okay. working her way up the ranks. Yeah, I'm big on the uh, American top team. American, Remember the name? The American top team team. The American top team team? American top team crew. <laughs> it's all just killers. Okay, who do we got there? Poirier. You got uh, Poirier, Masvidal. You have uh, Tyron Woodley comes and comes and goes there. You what got, is this for? This you got Amanda Nunes. Talking about you the got, best Americans? That's American top team. That's what the gym. That? Oh, see, I didn't even know that. That's the gym they all train at. I of. can't believe Amanda, Amanda Nunes, Nunes and Masvidal together. Nunes, John Jacek, Joanna, John Jacek. You got... Poirier, Masvidal. I said Masvidal already. That's um, a big-time crew at that gym. Killers. Let me ask you a question. This, is, this might be a stupid question. Let's say, where is that gym? Uh, it's just outside of Miami. Just outside of Miami. Let's say me and you lived just outside of Miami. Could we walk in that gym uh, and see these yes. people in there? Yeah. You can. Um, it's all, like, schedule-based, so you wouldn't necessarily, you know, be allowed in all me on my first day i'm not going to jump in and spar with masvidal but you can eventually yeah if they so they're normal people that go there's like a there's like a pro team (laughs) okay and then there's people who just train but if we walked in the gym we could see amanda nunez and masvidal and tyron it's a good chance just hanging out in the gym? Yeah. I don't know what wow. their facility is actually like, but... Imagine that. Imagine walking into a Planet Fitness and just seeing, like... I mean, when I trained at Matt Serra's, it was, you know, Chris Weidman, Michael Chiesa... You saw those guys all the time. Aljamain Sterling. <laughs> you saw those guys? All the time. See, that's cool. And Matt Serra himself, he's a UFC Hall of Famer. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. I should get into fighting. You want to get into fighting? Yeah, I do. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll get into fighting. Let's train. Well, once this pandemic stops, I'm going to go to Henzo Gracie's up the street. Is that a fighting gym? It's it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but they do Muay Thai and boxing as well. I might Maybe I'll get into this. Yeah. I could see myself getting into fighting. It's great in exercise between, to very In between least. fat fuck adventures. It's, you're you're going to need it. <laughs> you're going to need it. When yeah. the amount of fat fuck adventures we're going to go on. Absolutely. Let's do this. Let's get into fighting. Okay. Little uh, little jab cross. All right. What do you think? Clean that up a little bit, but yeah. Clean it up. <laughs> YouTube viewers K- getting a little show. I think Casey could help you clean it up a little bit. Yeah, she can. She d- she does all that boxing stuff. She's into a kickboxing and all that stuff. I can, uh, you can get into it. Could do it. This could be like the first. Th- you know what this is? You know what episode five is? Episode five is when I'm challenging for the title at UFC. They show this. And like, this is where it began. This is all part of the promo. Yeah. When they're like, wow, 
Remember when he was just starting out? <laughs> and you see me on your camera here, and I'm like. <laughs> it's good stuff. Starting a little late at Starting 26. Starting a little late. Yeah, you know what? It's never too late to start, though. No. Look at Daniel Cormier, 42 years old, getting a championship That's fight. different. He was an Olympian. Hmm. Can't say that for me. And a collegiate <laughs> champion wrestler. All right. I like it. I like it. This is a good promo. It's a good promo material. Yeah, UFC should get on gonna this. going to end up on the TikTok of me making fun of you again. Yeah, I know. UFC, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Bring on the champ. <laughs> <laughs> I got also my performance of the night pick okay. for tomorrow. What do you got? I'm going uh, Luis Pena, also <laughs> known as the Violent Bob Ross. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a, bl- a bloodbath of a fight. He's fighting comma worthy. Well, that's in the prelims, isn't it? Yeah, uh, which is crazy to me. That That's a prelim fight. Um, because I think it's gonna be. He does look like Bob Ross. His his nickname's the Violent Bob Ross. Nice. Yeah. What is he? He's a lightweight. Yep, one fifty five. Um, I think unranked. Yeah, this this <laughs> if he wins this fight, he'll crack the top fifteen, hundred percent. You think so? Yeah. Because you think Kamal Worthy is a uh, a worthy opponent, for lack of a better term. He, he definitely is. He's on a six fight win streak, also himself. Um, See, and I never know. This raw, is just straight knockout power too. I think both of these guys will be in the top fifteen. Is that that's obviously like the best fight on the preliminary card? Uh, I'd have to look at it again, but yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, is Aspen Lad on there too? No, she's on the main card. What's her name? Aspen Lad. She might be on the main card. She is. Nope, neither. She's not on on the card. Doesn't appear oh. that way. Oh. There's no. There was a female no fight. Fem- female fights on the main card at all. Interesting. Uh, there is a Maybe female fight. Two of them actually, but none with Aspen Lad. Okay. So. I was mistaken. But Kama Worthy is definitely a worthy opponent, and Luis Pena is looking really sharp, and I think he. Within. The next year could be one of the guys that we're talking about in that 155 mix for a championship fight. I think he's that good. He's got all the skills. Uh, Just a little update on your Aspen lad. Not fighting, torn ACL and MCL. Okay, so she just pulled out. Yeah. Actually, this was written a couple days ago. Okay. Today's the 26th, so some time. So she was on the card. Happened on her last sparring. Yeah, it's like four minutes ago. She's written. That's a freak accident. That's bad for her. It says though that her says all roads are leading to her versus Amanda Nunes. That's scary. Coming off an ACL. Yeah, seriously, that's <laughs> scary when you're fully healthy. <laughs> Some of these women, man, they got to train with me and Billy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> stuff i'm excited for this burger now when you say burger do you mean plural because all americans uh small patties yeah so how many uh you rolling with probably still only gonna get one what's the what's the i obviously the burgers fries and shake is the main thing but wasn't there something else that we were told is really good there Mm, something like underrated i think they have an ice cream shop right next door is there a place next door i thought it was uh, like owned by them but like a separate I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll find out when we get there. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go one cheeseburger. I'll probably do the same. Nice little lunch. Mm-hmm. Shake. Go and shake. 
not gonna do the shake today. Not doing the shake. I'm gonna hold off on the shake today. Nice. Okay. A healthy fat fuck adventure for you. If you could say that, because yeah. I'm still gonna have as you know, fries and cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That whole thing. If we each get a cheeseburger, we each get fries, and maybe I get a shake. What's that whole thing? Three fifty. <laughs> At that place? Yeah, everything's, everything's really like cheap super there. cheap. The, do- the, the burgers are like a dollar fifty, dollar seventy five, yeah, something, something like ridiculous that. Like that. Are yeah. they still like that? I think so. And we just found out they're taking cards, which they don't which really need good. to, because you can just because I don't grab, have cash on me. You can reach into your cup to grab a handful just of spare handful change, of change, and mm-hmm. pay that way. Yeah. yeah, I could do that. I have a lot of change. You in my buy your whole there. family dinner like that. Yep. That all American. It's a place. Mass Pico. Fat Fuck Adventure episode two, coming to you later. It's Drops almost today. like a... That drop today, too? Or is that a tomorrow drop? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Keep your eyes peeled. We'll be sure to let you know on uh, on our social media. Just subscribe to our YouTube and then turn on our notifications. So every time Seriously, we post something, At this point, you just subscribe it. to us. You watch us so much, you might as well just subscribe you to turn us. Turn those notifications on. on also, everything. W- would you, there's a thing on iTunes, looking at you, iTunes, called... New and Noteworthy. New and Noteworthy. Windows closing on that. I think the windows slammed shut. I think it's eight weeks. This is episode five, so yeah. we've got three so win- weeks left. Windows closing. Get us on the new and noteworthy section on iTunes. You'd be download putting us, us. You'd be putting us. View with us. The likes download of, us and rate us on iTunes. You'd be putting us with the and likes send of the us cast from Scrubs who have a podcast. Yeah, send us to all your friends too. All your friends. Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, iTunes, 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 and iTunes. iTunes. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. Same, and YouTube. YouTube, YouTube too. Yeah, we're gonna try to get some guests on the show. We wanted to get five episodes down before we started bringing in some guests. So today being that benchmark, now uh, we could start to pivot, maybe uh, make this a little bit more interactive. Get a few guests on the program, talk about our fat fuck adventure with them. Maybe get some food bloggers, get some travel bloggers. We're gonna see. Maybe get Johnny Chan still in the works. We'll see. Less Jets talk. Less Jets talk. Less Jamal Adams. Just trade the guy already. Get him out of here. Doesn't want to be okay. here. Right. We don't want him. Cut the shit. We don't want him. Get him out. Episode five, Billy. Episode five.